I've been running since daylight and I ain't caught up yet. This has been some kind of week. Been trying to catch up. <clears throat> it's good to see you all this morning. I uh, <clears throat> was praying about the Sunday school lesson and uh, I've been asked several questions this week. And so I'd like to take First John chapter 5, if you would please. First John chapter 5. I'd like to read the first 15 verses. So turn there with me, please. Let's begin to read in verse 1. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth Him that begat loveth Him also that is begotten of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is a spirit that beareth witness, because the spirit is true. For the three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear witness in earth, the spirit and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater, for this is the witness of God which he has testified of his Son. He that believeth on the Son of God has a witness in himself. He that believeth not God has made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. And this is the record that God has given to us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He that has the Son has life, and he that has not the Son of God has not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of Him. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that You'll bless the teaching and studying of Thy Word now to each one who hears today now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This has been an unusual week, as I said in the beginning. But I've had some several things that's happened uh, with people that... Uh, uh, different ones that I know. I'm thinking of one especially that died, and uh, he didn't live the Christian life that everybody expected him to live. Uh, but yet, I know of a time that he accepted Christ as a Savior, and then he got away from the Lord. And now uh, they want to say, "Well." 
he can't do these kind of things and be saved. Well, I want to show you something from the Word of God tonight, or this morning if I can, please. There is something that God wants us to know and be settled about. Number one, if you look, look at verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Notice the word know in this chapter, especially verse 13 here. Uh, number one, God wants you to know He loves you. Amen? John 3.16, For God so loved the world. I'm glad I'm included in that. Amen? One of the most amazing things that a human can come to realize is that God loves me. Amen? One of the greatest verses in the Bible is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God commended His love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I just remember this, please. No matter what else God says, He loves you. Number two, God wants you to know all men have sinned. Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. How anybody can believe the Bible is the Word of God and then study and read Romans chapter 3 and not understand that we're all sinners. Amen? There's none righteous, no, not one. There's no good people on the face of the earth. They're all a bunch of bad people. Jesus didn't say He came in this world to save good people. He said he come into this world to save bad people, sinners. Notice if you would, God wants us to know our sin separates us from God. Isaiah 59 verse 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Psalm 66 verse 18. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Over and over again we find in the Bible God's Word God cannot look upon sin because He is a holy God. And we're all sinners and our sins separate us from God. Now just because our sins separate us from God does not mean that God still that doesn't still love us. God will not hear us. I know one thing. You show me somebody that's involved in sin after they're saved and get them to pray. They can't do it. they got to get their sins paid, uh, uh, confessed up before God. You can't get on your knees and pray for somebody that you hate. You just can't do it. If you've got hate in your heart, you can't pray. And that separates you from God. And what God says about that, you've got to get rid of. Uh, Romans chapter... Uh, 1 in verse 9 says, If you have confessed your sins, and He'll forgive you. God wants us to know the payment of sin is death. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In other words, God wants us to know everyone has sinned, and sin must be paid for. Now, and the payment for sin is death. I marveled at the when it comes down to dying. And the first question that everybody asks just about every time is what did they die from? And they want like it's cancer or something, you know, they'll mention something that they died from according to the doctors. No, the Bible makes it very plain that sin brings forth death. Cancer is just the 
outpouring of the sin that's in our bodies. Amen? We're sinners from Adam. And everybody is. And it has a payment. And I find something that's common to every human being. We're all going to die. Why? Because of sin. And we need to know that. And once you understand that, then you won't blame somebody that dies, uh, that they're such a bad sinner that God had His wrath upon them and killed them off the face. No, that's not the case. The case is just simply that we're all sinners. Amen? Uh, Fifthly, God wants us to know good works don't pay for sin. Titus 3, verse 5. Now, by works are righteous, which we have done. But according to His mercy, He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Now, I had to learn something very quickly in my early Christian life is quit watching men. Quit watching people. And you know, you put people up on a uh, pedestal and you think they're so godly that they can't make a mistake. Boy, you better be careful because they can they're all sinners. We're all sinners. Amen? And what we got to understand is uh, there ain't enough good works in this world to pay for your sins. There's only one, and that's the mercy of God. And I, I think about this all the time. When I look at somebody, that I think, good night, I wish they'd be different than what they are, or I wish they'd behave themselves, or, or I wish they'd go to church, I wish they'd pray, I wish they'd read the Bible, I wish, and then I have to turn in my own self and say, well, God save me and save anybody. And He has mercy on me. He has mercy on somebody else. Amen? And I have to realize that. That good works don't save you. Listen. God wants us to know Jesus Christ was sinless perfect. Now, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For He, God, hath made Him, that is, Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Now, if I didn't have another verse in the Bible to prove this fact, and I see it all the time to people, you know why you get saved? Not for your sake, or not for what you've done. But notice something in this verse that says that we may be made the righteousness of God in Him. And the only way that a person gets saved is because Jesus loved you and He gives you His righteousness. Jesus became sin for us. But He had not uh, one sin Himself. Jesus never thought a dirty thought. He never done a dirty deed. Jesus was our perfect sin sacrifice before a holy God. Remember something. Where sin is, there must be a blood sacrifice. Now, you know what? I, there's two people kind of people I've been with that's died. And that's saved people and unsaved people. And I, I say this, and I can prove it by the Word of God. There is a sting of death to the unsaved. But when it comes to dying for a child of God, uh, we realize that Jesus died. Well, I got a perfect sacrifice. And Jesus is my sacrifice. Amen? I don't have to go through that. Jesus has done, done it for me. Notice also... God wants you to know Jesus paid for all sin. You know what tickles me sometimes? That people will look at somebody and say, Oh man, he gambled, that's bad. Or he robbed a bank. Or he murdered somebody. Or he cusses. or he does. And they'll put sins in categories. You know? 
Catholics are very bad about that. They have uh, certain, I forgot how they put them, I can't even remember, but they have categories of sins. And they got lesser sins and, and then uh, middle ground sins and then bad sins and so on. You know what Jesus did, does with sin? He puts it all in the same basket. And He says, sin, period. We're all sinners, period. Amen? There are no little sins and big sins. What started all this mess is, you ever heard somebody say, well, that's just a little white lie. There's a Christian lady that calls us every once in a while, and this Christian lady will, and it's, it's to, not just her, but I've seen it happen several times that somebody will call and they'll be talking on the phone and they'll just let out a cuss word. And they'll just say, oh, preacher, I'm sorry. Uh, forgive me uh, for just a slip of the tongue. No, shut up and don't do that no more. Amen? And and what they want to just, just skip right over it. I mean, just like it didn't even say it or didn't even do it or didn't do anything wrong. They just skip right over it. That's not bad. That's not that bad. I know some people that, and here's how it works, and you got to see this. If you're saved by God's grace, and you don't stay in church, and you don't stay around Christians, and you don't read your Bible, and you don't pray, and you get out here in the world, uh, like that crew that I had working for me when I first got saved, cussing and raising sin. If you run around with that bunch, the Bible says you've got to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. There's a reason for that. That you don't continue to talk like them. That you don't continue to act like them. Because it's a habit and you can get into that. And the Bible makes it very plain uh, that these sins, what we call little white sins... Uh, that's just a white sin preacher. No, it ain't. There ain't no such thing as a white sin. Dirty black sin. And you'll be cussing and doing things you ought not to do, and it becomes automatic to you if you run around with the world out here. Does that mean you lost your salvation? No. It simply means that the flesh is running around with a fleshly bunch out here, and it's carrying on with a fleshly crowd. And we got to understand that. All sin is paid for. Don't matter which one. First John two verse two. Listen to this, and he is a perpetuation for our sins. I like that. Didn't put sin. He said s i n s s, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. In other words, Jesus paid for every sin has ever been committed, and ever will be committed. There's not a sin that anyone has ever committed that Jesus has not paid for by His own blood on Calvary's cross. Now, I, I got news for you. There's no such thing then as somebody committing a sin that we think is so terrible that God has not paid for it. No, He hasn't. He's paid for every sin. And we got to understand that. Number eight, God wants you to know God gives all men a free will. I'm glad I wasn't made a robot. I've been watching this. I, I, I like these science programs on TV. I got a couple of things I can still watch. And I can't hardly watch the news anymore. It's a mess. But every once in a while I'll find something that scientific uh, programs. Have you been watching them robots they're making? That's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Them thinking, jump up there and turn flips. I can't do that. Amen. 
my little granddaughter is taking gymnastics and she's doing flips and everything else in the world and working that beam, a little four-inch beam and, and all kind of things. And she come over to the house and said, Papa, come on and, and uh, practice with me. I said, no, I ain't going to do it. I can't do it. She said, yeah, you can. All you got to do is practice. I said, I ain't coming down there. Amen. I get down on the floor and do one of them flips. You ought to call the doctor. And uh, But I, I watch these robots, and they program them in by a program. They can't do one thing unless somebody programs them to do it. I'm glad I ain't made that way. God give me a free will. Amen. If I want a hot dog, I can eat one. If I don't, somebody told me, do you realize what's in that hot dog preacher? I don't know, but it sure is good with mustard on it. Amen. It's just that simple. What I'm trying to say is, I think God, I got a free will, but you better watch that. Now listen to me very carefully. Revelation 22, verse 17. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Now, you can come to God, or you cannot come to God. God give you that free will. Amen. And I'm so glad He did that for me. Because you know what? I, I There's something I learned when uh, I met my wife. I can't make her love me. I can't give her enough money. I can't do. I don't care what I can do. I can buy the best clothes in town. I can buy the best car. I can buy the best house. I can do everything in the world. But I found out something. I can't make her love me. She's got to do that voluntarily. Amen. And and I and I got news for you. You can't make me love you. I, the only way that you, I can love you is because I want to love you. And do you know what? God's not going to make you love Him either. He'll do everything for you to get your love, but it's voluntarily. He wants you to love Him because you want to. Listen, Romans 10, 13. I love this verse. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Turn that around. Whosoever will not call upon the name of the Lord shall not be saved then. So He gives us a will. God wants you to know salvation is by faith alone. Acts 16 verse 31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and get baptized and speak in tongues and join the church and tithe. It doesn't say all that. Notice what it said. And this is God's word. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's simple. Amen. That's faith. And that stands alone. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, now let's go back to where I started, and I said to hear somebody that commits uh, certain kinds of sins, and we think they're terrible, and they die, and somebody said, well, he didn't get saved because of the life he lived, or she didn't get saved because of the life they lived after they got saved, and that's proof he didn't get saved. You listen to me very carefully. You don't get saved by what you do. You get saved by faith alone. What do you put your faith in? I like to, some of these preachers get on TV and they say, you didn't have enough faith to be saved. I want to ask you something. Show me in the Bible one verse that says how much faith you got to have. 
There's not a verse in the Bible I found. I've read every one I can find on faith, and I cannot find one verse in the Bible that says you got to have 99% faith to get saved, or 10% saved, or 30%, or 50%. No, it doesn't. It says faith alone. You know what that means? That means everybody then has the quality of faith in you. You've got some kind of faith in you. Now, if you don't believe it, how many of y'all know how my electricity works? I don't. But I ain't going to live in the dark. I go over there and flip a switch. That's faith. That's a type of faith. God gives every human being some faith in you. It's how you use it that makes the difference. Who are you putting your faith in? I'm putting my faith in the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and that alone. And the Bible says that's where salvation lies. God wants you to know once saved you will never perish. John 10 verse 28 And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Listen to this. 1 John 5 verse 13 These things, what things? The Bible these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Here it is then. Christ died, that's history. Christ died for me, that's salvation. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And please remember this. John 6, verse 47. Verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath, and that's a now possession word, hath everlasting life. You know what a lot of people think? They think, when I get to heaven, I'll, get, I'll be saved. If you're not saved now, you will never get saved. It's not in heaven. Salvation not in heaven. Did you know the first sin that was ever committed was in heaven? Listen to me very carefully. Satan fell from heaven. Amen. Sin began in heaven. And salvation is not in a place. Salvation is in a person. The Lord Jesus Christ. And listen to this. Verily, verily. And every time you see those two words connected together, you know what God has said? This is very, very important. He's making an emphasis. This is very, very important. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. Now, I want to ask you something. If I got everlasting life, can I lose it then? When did you get it? When you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, then it doesn't matter if you go to heaven or hell or what you do after that. But it does matter about your testimony. You see, we're saved for a purpose. When I got saved, God said, I want to use you. Every human being that God's ever saved their soul, God wants to use them. And you know what I learned? And I've watched lives ever since I've been saved. i watch people. They'll come and they'll accept Christ and some goes on and serves the Lord and some just sits down and does nothing and some says, I don't need to go to church. I can be just as good a Christian at home as I can in church. No, you can't. Because you won't be a witness for the Lord Jesus. And that's why we were saved. And just because and, and so if I want to be a witness and I want to have power with God, 
after I'm saved, then I gotta watch my everyday living. I gotta watch what I do. I gotta watch what I say. I gotta be a testimony for the Lord Jesus. Because a sinner not gonna listen to you if you're right. I, I, there was a guy down there in, in New Orleans years ago, a preacher. I can't remember his name right now, but he was a nut. And he said, uh, after he got saved, I'm going to go down here on, in the bars and when he's drunks to the Lord, and I'm going to shut up there and have a drink with him where I can communicate with him on the same ground that they're in, and I can win them to the Lord. He's crazy. You know why? They're not going to listen to you if you're not different than they are. And if you, if you participate in their sins, you have no testimony. They're not wanting what you got. Do you know what I hear more than anything else as a pastor? Will you go to church with me? Nah. That church ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. They fill with a bunch of hypocrites. How many times have you ever heard that? The other day somebody said that to me. I said, you're the biggest hypocrite I've ever seen in my life. They said, why are you talking about I said, do you do banking with Barnett Bank or, or, or SunTrust Bank? Yeah. I said, you think all them people in there are good people? And you go down there and bank? You're the biggest hypocrite in town. Hey, ain't all good people in church either. Amen? But we're saved by God's grace if you're saved at all. And that's what you got to realize. I'm so glad I'm saved today and I know it and I want to be an encouragement to people to understand that just because people don't do what they think that they that takes them to heaven is not what counts. It's what God thinks. Amen? Let's pray. Father, would you bless us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. I come down just by the hold on in there.